in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joe. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. You know, I am so glad we got to record the show tonight. There was a chance it wasn't going to record. Well, we had a lot of options, and none of them were working for both of us. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Me too. It it did work out. How have you been? I've been pretty good, even though this is not going to be my official story. You know, Jose is in uh, New Mexico filming a movie, which, big news, he's going to be hanging out with Mark and Ed of the It's All About Me podcast. Oh, cool. But um, he's in New Mexico, so he calls me from time to time, and he'll be like, oh my god, we did this today, and we did that, and we did this, and we're like a family, <laughs> and if this happened, and that happened, and I drank with this person, and all these exciting stories, and then he'll be like, and what did you do? <laughs> like, um... <laughs> I watched three episodes of Law and Order. Yeah, I went with Richard to go buy a taco. And he, I could tell he's just like, uh, that boring fuck, you know? Yeah, he's not going to come back. Well, my biggest fear. So George Lopez, this is a bizarro fear that I have. I'm jealous of George Lopez. So George Lopez is the star of this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, Jose's been telling me, like, oh, George Lopez and I grew up in the same neighborhood. And it turns out his grandma lived in the same street as my mom. And, like, he's been, like, bonding with George Lopez. And I was like, oh, no. Am I going to lose Jose to George Lopez? <laughs> uh, wouldn't be the first guy I lost to him. That was a, a weird joke. <laughs> George Lopez. <laughs> my life has been super boring, too. I think... I mean, I started the new Dave Eggers book. I told you about that. Mm-hmm. You ha- you actually got me started on Dave Eggers. Mm-hmm. You, you know that, right? Well, this is interesting. This is part of our uh, origin story. Yeah. So I'm reading the new Dave Eggers. I'm also watching this Dance Moms television show. Are you familiar with this? No. Oh, I know. These... No, no. I film with the fat lady who's like mean or something. Yeah. These people are dreadful, horrible human beings. All of them. All of the adults are horrible human beings. And I can't stop watching it. It's like so fascinating to me. It, the The dance teacher is a, an evil, evil woman. And she often tells people like, if you don't like the way I scream and make your children cry, then go somewhere else. Everyone's replaceable. And they all come back every episode. I bet you it's because the cameras are there, though. I'm going to tell you something. No. These people, these moms and these dads and the extracurricular activities are terrible people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to have to deal with it all the time in SAT class. I, I, these people would pay me a lot of money to tutor their kids in the best way to take the SAT. And then they would get mad at me. Because the schedule they agreed to conflicted with the sports schedule or the dance schedule or the volleyball schedule or whatever, right? Sure. And the, these coaches 
have these people under their thumb because they'll say like, well, if you don't show up to one practice to take the SAT, then uh, I'm not going to put your kid in the game anymore. And that's so important to these parents right? that they will forego f- academics yeah. for it. I remember it was weird when I was tutoring. There were people that paid thousands of dollars to have me come over and then I would like – have to chase them down to schedule appointments. Oh, yeah. It's like, you just oh, yeah. pay, you've already paid for this. Why am mm-hmm. I chasing you to provide the service you already paid for? Mm-hmm. Usually you're chasing people down for the payment, not for the actual to, to provide the service. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. I just tutored somebody, and these parents, like the kid wouldn't want to take the practice tests, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And he, he would be like, I don't want to take it, right? And they're like, <laughs> he doesn't want to take it. And, but they would look at me like I was the evil person yeah. making their kid take this test. How dare you? Yeah. And, and my thing is that that's why I'm glad I'm out of this business because it's getting worse. It's getting so bad. These kids nowadays are so babied. Like when I was doing this, like in the early 2000s, late 90s, the parents, I would sometimes never meet the parents. The kids would just show up with a check, sure. you know, and that would be it. And they would schedule it themselves and everything. No, now everything is super babied. Have we gotten into our official stories yet? Well, I actually um, have been piecing together my Halloween costume. Halloween's coming. So I was curious, do you have a Halloween costume? It's you're... so funny that you say that. I've been kind of thinking about Halloween. Usually I eschew Halloween. Uh, I just can't stand it, right? But this year I was thinking of maybe going as the Ice King from Adventure Time. I don't know what those things are. Uh, God. And then I was kind of thinking of going to the West Hollywood halloween parade but anyone who's one of the most famous halloween parades in the world but the parking is atrocious right Mm -hmm. so today i hung out with michael and julia Mm -hmm. and they live kind of by west hollywood Oh, don't though they're gonna they'll say you can park there no it's better than that julia's pregnant and michael wants to go this year so julia's gonna drive us there and drop us off and and then we're gonna text her and she's gonna come pick us up she doesn't want to go. She's pregnant. So so wait, what are you going to be then? I mean, if you have plans to go, you have to have a costume. I might still try and be the Ice King from Adventure Time. What is that? Adventure Time is a cartoon, which is really good. And the villain is named the Ice King. Okay. And it's just a real – I'll post a picture online, but I think it would be a really, really cool character to go as. Okay. You don't have tons of time, though. You're going to have to get on this. I know. Well, the, the it's – I know. I have um, pieces of my costume put together. Uh, all I need really is footwear. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to tell people what I'm going to be yet, though. I'm going to just post pictures online, and then that's it. I kind of posted a few weeks ago some options that I was kind of thinking of, mm-hmm. um, and I've made my decision. I have everything except for footwear. Oh wait, wait. Oh, I think I know what you're going to be. Is that the thing that is this a secret? Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I just said that. Oh, I think I know what it is can i guess no it's a secret i don't want to like talk about it because then i have to say yes or no okay all right um so i feel like we've been having like a real conversation so like it feels awkward to transition into like so there's one time well what happened <laughs> what happened with you this week okay so i've been dealing with this thing where People just don't believe anything that I say or don't trust me or anything like that. In fact, on my iTunes shuffle today, the song <laughs> for, of Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-il sings, which one is it? 
Kim Jong Il uh, in um, Team America. Team America, yeah. That song came on. I won't say what it is, right? But that song that he sings. Okay. And I was relating to it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a villain. I'm a cartoonish villain." Okay. But basically, I say things and people just don't believe me. So I was um at uh, Chris's office the other day writing, and I was just sitting there and uh, I write there a lot and. Other people work there, and all of a sudden, the security alarm just started beeping, this annoying noise. So everybody comes out of their own spaces, and they're like, oh, my God, what's that noise? What's that noise? And they're, like, running around, and I'm like, it's the security system. You would think a ghost said this, right? <laughs> and they're like, what is it? What is it? And someone goes, oh, it's the security system. It says trouble, um, motion detected on floor three. And then they're like, well, but it's not armed. What do we do? How do we turn it off? Okay. And I go, uh, you press the pound key. You, again, you would think I was like an It's a Wonderful Life. And I was just observing this. <laughs> as a they were still like, oh, my God, turn it off. So finally, it turns off. And someone goes, hey, everyone, future reference, just press the pound key. And it turns <laughs> it off. And I was like, what? Now, here's why I know this. About a year ago. The day Mercedes gave birth to her second kid, um, Shannon and I were writing in the office alone. It was like a weekend day. And so... Mercedes Mercedes is Chris's wife. Yeah, Mercedes is Chris's wife, and she had child number two about a year ago. And we were at the office writing, and they were like, come over and meet the baby, which was kind of close to Chris's office. So we go, like, oh, okay. We just kind of... I just left my computer there, and we'll, we'll go for like a few minutes and whatever. Well, we go, we land up being there for like four hours, mm -hmm. right? So now it's like 1130 at night or something. I'm like, oh, well, I better go get my computer. We go back to this office, right? Oh, no, I go alone. I go alone. Chris's office is so fucking scary at night. So I go in there and I like go upstairs and I have to go up two flights of stairs to the third floor. I unplug the computer and I, I'm so scared. I'm really quick about it, right? So like I'm like, doo -doo 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 -doo, and I run upstairs, shut down the computer, put it in my bag, and I run out. I'm so scared. It's so scary in that office. And I run out and I notice that the alarm is going off, but I'm just like, whatever, who cares, right? When we left the office, we thought we'd be gone for only an hour, so we didn't arm it. So I thought it'd be fine. So we go back. The alarm was doing stuff. I was like, eh, whatever, stupid alarm. <laughs> I, I back That's out. Like your, it's like your your oil light in your car. You're like, stupid oil light. <laughs> what is this genie lamp? <laughs> so I back out of the garage. The garage goes into an alley, and then the front of the house goes into the street. So I back out of the garage, close the garage door, and I'm driving. I make a left to go into the street. There are fucking cop cars with their lights, like flashing and the cops are in like SWAT formation approaching Chris's office. Holy shit. <laughs> and I was like, see us, let's Did you just leave? I just left. Joe. I didn't want to be there. They True. Okay, girl, if they would have walked in there and seen some Mexican guy with a computer, ugh. Yeah. They would have searched your car if you like pulled up. Yeah, I would have been I would have been so fucking shot in two seconds. Right? Sure. Ugh, it would have been so bad. So wait, how did you learn then how is Oh, so then when I came back, I talked to the receptionist 
And I said, this is what happened. And she goes, oh, okay. Well, I so she called the security company and learned how to disarm it. Okay. Well, here's the thing. That receptionist two weeks ago left the company. Oh. They had a new receptionist. Who doesn't know anything. Doesn't know anything. So no one knew. Only the receptionist knew. And I, and I know. But, of course, I was telling them. And they were like, oh, God, this guy. Right? Did anyone, like, acknowledge you? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, I, I think their logic is we're here every day and work here eight hours a day. How would Joe know? Yeah. What does Joe know? Right? He comes in every once in a while. So um, that is what one of the things that happened to me this week. What else happened to you? Okay. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I told you about my my car and the neighbor and the passive aggressive note? Oh, and yeah, all yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. So – so the other day, um, I pull up and when I come when I come home, I park at the closest available spot to my house. And the other day when I pulled up, it happened to be really close to, uh, or it was that parking spot that she doesn't like me parking in. Um, so I pull there, I come in, um, I'm I get ready. I was going to Rod Kyle's house, so I get ready and then I go downstairs. But I was I, when I go to Rod Kyle's, I take the bus normally because it's really close on the bus and parking at his house is dreadful. So when I'm upstairs, I also think of my mirror mantra for the week, which if you don't know, every week I like write this little mantra on a post-it note, take a picture. And my mantra was some things just don't matter, right? So I grabbed the mirror mantra and I put it on my dashboard so that if she were to come down and write a note, she could see it. Yeah. And then I went to Rock Isles and that was that. So the next day when I come home and I'm getting ready for work, I didn't actually see it on my way in. But when I was on my way out, there was like this, somebody poured like a sticky gooey liquid all, <gasps> all over the front of my car. What? I... <laughs> Did you call the police? Well, it's just like a soda or something, but like, it's not a big deal. Um, I actually took it to the car wash today and got it all off. It's not, I mean, it's nothing, but. It's if anything, it's just annoying. Um, no, it is something. She it doesn't matter if it's soda or if it's anything. I mean, she shouldn't be touching other people's property. Yeah, I I mean I agree. How can I prove that it was her? You girl, you have to you have to do a sting operation and like film it and shit like that. Oh, uh, you really should. Please do that. I would love that. <laughs> I almost want so, to go to San Francisco and do it for you. <laughs> so I've been d- dealing with that. I kind of. It kind of seals the deal because her notes all said please and were like, um, we're a community, except for the one that told me I needed to park somewhere else if I couldn't learn to park the way she wants me to. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that first note, they're all very nice. And um, when we text message, she was like, I don't think that I'm like being a bully or anything because I called her that. I don't think I'm being a bully or anything. I just think that I want us all to like get along. No, no, what she means is do what I want. No, I know. Ugh, I want to go there and full Mike Wallace on her. I want (laughs) to go there and like stake it out and wait for her to do that, do something. And then I'm going to get out of my car and approach her with a camera and be like, "Uh, excuse me, ma'am, do you know that what you're doing is wrong? Yeah, it is true. Like she's saying like, well, do it my way or park somewhere else, which is which is bullying me. So, yeah, you Um, don't own the street. It's and there's nothing illegal about the way I'm parking, but it's nice that she has stooped to that level. So now it like seals the deal because I kind of was like, well, maybe she is just trying to be nice and I'm being a dick. But nope, she is a bitch. Turns out she's a complete bitch. Let me tell you how we know she's wrong. 
the fact that I'm coming to your side on this, <laughs> when I'm naturally inclined to take the other person's side, this shows you that she's very, very wrong. Right. <laughs> so I just got back from um, Marianne Williamson, my teacher, my guru. Mm-hmm. She's been fucking bugging the shit out of everybody on her goddamn Facebook. Oh, I have this big announcement I'm going to make. I have this big announcement I'm going to make. Alanis Morissette's going to perform. Big announcement. Mm-hmm. And Okay, so every Monday she gives a talk at the Saban Theater in Los Angeles, which is a gigantic theater. It used to be an old movie palace. Right. And when I go, only like half, I would say like 60% of the orchestra is taken up. But it, it, in fairness, there's a giant theater. Sure. Okay. So like, whatever. So I was thinking today, I'm like, eh, it'll be like probably less. <laughs> I'm like afraid for her to be like a hundred people. Right. Mm-hmm. So Richard and I decide to go. I pick up Richard. We head over there. Let me tell you something. It was packed like a sold out show. Every seat was taken up. I mean, Richard and I barely got two seats. Alan- I think it's because Alanis Morissette was performing. That helps, yeah. What is your opinion of Lannis Morissette? I like her a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, I like her a lot. Mm. I told you last week, you probably don't remember, but I told you last week that I saw her open for somebody and I was more excited about her than the, the actual show. Mm. Like, I wish her name was Alanis Lessaset. That's a horrible joke. That's so bad, that joke. So what did she announce? Was it... Exactly what I thought she was going to announce. She announced she's running for Congress for the 33rd district of California. And let me t- <laughs> let me tell you something. You said district. Oh, I'm sorry. She announced that she's <laughs> she announced that she's running for the 33rd district of California, which is like West Hollywood, Malibu, Venice, like all the west side of LA. Let me tell you something. She's running as an independent mm-hmm. because I'll tell she'll you She'll caucus why. with Democrats. She'll caucus with Democrats. Let me tell you something. She didn't. She waited till the very end. Everyone's like, "Yeah." She didn't even say what district or anything. She's like, "Yeah, yeah." That the whole place is going crazy. And then she goes, "Yeah, I'm running for against Henry Waxman." Bye. Henry Waxman. It's like saying I'm running against Nancy Pelosi. He is so fucking popular on the west side of L.A., so powerful in Congress that I was like, "Oh my god, that bitch is running." Oh my god, <laughs> like she has no chance. But I am gonna use this opportunity because she's like. She said, if anyone can host like uh, uh, an informal talk where I come and answer questions and blah, 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 that'd be great. Oh, girl, I am all over that shit. I'm going to get her ass over there into Malibu and I'm going to hang out with her and be her best friend. So I'm going to use that. She has no chance in hell. She has a snowball's chance in hell. Okay. But I'm going to use it to meet her and be her friend. Yeah. So this place went crazy. It was absolute ape shit. Thank you. That's exciting. I mean... I might help with the campaign. Just to be around it. Well, unless they have me do boring stuff. I'm going to be like, I'll help with the campaign, but I'll only like give speeches and interact with celebrities. I have, I have I don't want to stuff envelopes or do pull up. What's the thing where they walk around the neighborhood and talk uh, to people? Canvassing. Ugh, don't want to do that. Can I tell you... I, I'm not going to tell you the name of the candidate, but I um, was a volunteer for a Congress congressional campaign. And I hated neighborhood canvassing so much, but I kind of felt like obligated because I signed up for it thinking like, oh, it can't be that hard. Hated it. It was like highly Republican neighborhoods. Oh, well, um, the, yeah. And Joey, so 
I would get these like precinct sheets and I would like cross off people say, yep, I saw all these, you know, 80 people. And I would throw away all the literature they told me to hand out and just turn it in and say I did it. <laughs> Let me, I, I wouldn't disagree. I'm, I mean, if I did it, I would be in a heavily liberal area. But again, she's going against a giant. Like, it's crazy what she's doing. Okay. Sure. Here's the thing. I know people, people are going to, okay. See, you're a nice looking, lean white guy, right? If they saw me, people see me driving down the street. They bring their kids inside. Shut up. <laughs> you know, they're like, is Boo Radley coming to, like, you're going to think like I'm like some monster coming to their neighborhood. You just have to wear a t-shirt that doesn't have holes or pants that don't have to be held up by suspenders. Back to your story. Did your candidate win? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, he won? Yes. Interesting. And I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but I did learn that I am not a phone banker or a neighborhood canvasser. That takes a special talent. It really does. It's kind of like a salesperson sort of talent. I'm a horrible salesperson, too. When people say no, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sorry yeah. for wasting your time. Well, let me tell you this. When Before I do this event for Marianne, I have a lot of tough questions for her. Because she was at this event and she was going like, and we're going to stop child poverty and we're going to stop, you know, this and that and war. And you're like, bitch, you're just going to be a house rep, you know? And I go, I want to hear what you're going to do for the west side of L.A., you know? But she didn't get into that, which I understand, you know, that's not what this event was for. But I'm going to be like, but also she's going to be like, I'm going to be nice to the candidates and I'm not going to say anything bad about them. I'm like, bitch, just Henry Waxman is going to go after you like the Nuremberg trials went after the Nazis. That's how much he's going to go after you. Well, all she has to do is focus on how much she wants it, and she's destined to get it, right? If that's what the universe has planned for her. <laughs> What's going on in L.A. besides this? Is there any news stories? There was actually a story that was kind of national news. Did you hear about the LAX dry ice bombs? Yeah. They just arrested a second person I saw in the paper. Yeah, they did. Here's what I, here's what I love about this story, and this would have so happened to me as a kid if I worked there. They were pranks? Mm-hmm. Which, but this is not excuse. The guy, his name is DiCarlo Bennett. He was 28 years old? Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing dry ice pranks uh, well, at the airport? That's the thing. Pranks have a place, and you have to take the full picture. You have to look at the whole picture, right? So maybe bombs at airports, those are more than pranks, right? I, w I think there's a different name for it, not prank. But here's the thing. Didn't this, this guy see what happened to the kid over at Disneyland who did this? Yeah, exactly. Prank Pranks are like whoopee cushions or like, you know, s saran wrap on the toilet seat or something. Like, pranks aren't bombs at airports. Yeah, no. That, yeah, I don't know why this guy thought this was a good idea. <laughs> What's your What are your thoughts on April Fool's Day? Oh, I love I love practical jokes. I know oh, really? You, I, hate I know them. you don't. Yeah, I People really think love that them. I like them, but I don't. I hate them. Um, I love jokes like that. I love. Yeah, just wait till I my my practical joke. I'm gonna take you. To, I'm like, oh, let's go to a movie, Mike. I'm gonna pay the entire audience just to talk during the whole movie. The whole movie gonna be running around shushing people. It's weird. You like jokes. I think you don't like to be the butt of the joke. No, I, I would never play a practical joke on anybody. I don't want to be the victim of a practical joke. Joe, you wouldn't play a practical joke on somebody, but you would, like, make fun of somebody. Like, what's what's the difference? Like, um, I remember one time, and, like, um, like um, I was with, I was working, and you were making jokes about how I'm, like, 
depressed and I go home and cry myself to sleep every night? <laughs> um, that's a very good question. I know there's a difference. You're going to have to give me to the mini episode to think of an answer. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm not... No, like I know I, you are. I'm really just curious what the I'll difference I'll have an answer at the mini the episode. It's something that's not good for me off the top of my head. There is a difference, though. Okay. So uh, come back to the mini episode uh, and we will address that. Um, Joey, in let me tell you about this story here in L- um Where do I live? In San, in San Francisco. So this woman went to the hospital. She had some sort of virus after a surgery. And she was on this medication, blah, blah, blah. She's 57 years old. Um, she wanders away from her, her hotel. I mean, her hotel. Her uh, hospital bed. And they can't find her. They sweep the entire hospital. They can't find her anywhere. They're like, hmm, missing persons report. She's gone. And then meanwhile, she's dressed as a janitor and she's like sweeping. And she's like looking at them like with a, with a skew. <laughs> she She's like in a surgeon's outfit. <laughs> yeah, with a Performing mask on. Surgery. And like, Did you see a woman run by here? And she's like, she shakes her head. <laughs> no, she's just like, worse. They're looking for her and then she just like freezes in the corner. And like closes her eyes and they're like, well, we don't see anybody in here. It's even worse, Joey. 17 days later. 17 days? They found her dead. What? In a, in a stairwell in the medical center where um, I guess this stairwell isn't used very often, obviously. But some guy was like performing maintenance and he walked up the stairwell and found her there dead. The hospital's saying nothing. They're not even releasing like how she died or anything like that. But. Um, it's just kind of crazy how... If I had to use the stairs, you'd find me dead. (laughs) You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember the time I was, I was, uh, at my parents' house and I was on the computer and my parents, um, were having people over for a Bible study and my dad was like, I just heard like, slam, slam, slam on the like cupboards in like the hallway upstairs. He's like slamming. He's like really upset. Yeah. And I go out to the hallway and I go, what's going on? He's like looking in closets and everything, yeah. right? I go, what's going yeah. on? He goes, your mom baked a cake <laughs> and she can't find it. <laughs> My mom baked an entire cake for the Bible study and lost it? The part that I love is that he's looking like upstairs. He's like yes. l- lifting up like shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because knowing my mom, in fact, you could what was, you could smell you could smell the cake in the house. Like she had baked the full cake, you could smell it, and the cake was nowhere to be found. It's like pushing aside the shower curtain. Yes, they found it like two days later in the trunk of her car. I think she forgot that they were hosting the Bible study at their house, so she started bringing it out. Yeah, like they were going somewhere, and then just. She does this when she's on the phone. I'll bet you she was on the phone yapping away. Mm-hmm. And she put the cake in the trunk, thinking like, oh, we're going to go to Bible study. And I came back, finished her phone call, and then was like, where's the cake? So my dad had to run out to the supermarket in his car. See, if they would have gotten in her car, he would have found it. In his car, went to the supermarket and had to go buy desserts for the Bible study. <laughs> Meanwhile, your mom thinks she's losing her mind. She... Uh, she loses shit all the time. She thought she put it like on the window seal to like cool off, and like a a a a hobo walked by and stole it, <laughs> like an apple pie, yeah, <laughs> like an old timey hobo, yeah, that came by, like <laughs> he's like, I'll take that, and like just whistled his way. <laughs> so anyway, back to this woman who 
who passed away, it's kind of ridiculous and it's hard to really understand exactly how, I mean, they sweeped the, the place looking for her and they didn't find her. I kind of think that that's, that's a kind of a big deal, right? Well, this hospital's incompetent. Because... In the newspaper article, I'm reading a Yahoo News article about it right now, and it doesn't mention this, but in the San Francisco Chronicle this morning, it said that um, an orderly actually saw her out there and reported it, and nobody did anything. Oh, I must have been the orderly. Hey, everyone, she went to the stairwell. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to know. whatever you're doing. I think there's there's people saying there's something fishy about the story too. Like 17 days, like the body's not going to smell good, and like yeah, oh, you know somebody did weird. something with her, then and like they were done with whatever they were doing to her, and then just like oh, let's drop it right here in the stairwell. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And you would think like a hospital like checks things. I don't know. It's really it's really weird to me. But Mike, you know more than anybody. We got to be careful what we say here. That these healthcare facilities do wacky shit they do but i also feel for the most part uh i would say almost i i feel comfortable saying about a hundred percent of them truly care about like the safety of the people that they are caring for Mm -hmm. even though there's like weird rules and stuff that happen i think that they do care about the people and like to have i don't know to lose somebody and then not to have a thorough sweep that found her it's very bizarre and I would imagine that she has a son that she that she left behind. I could imagine there's some sort of like wrongful death suit that's going to happen too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a, keep us updated. Okay. They should have your neighbor go leave a note for them. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else happening in L.A.? Okay, I got to tell you this story. It's mildly conf- not confusing to me, okay. but it's kind of involved. But it's a good story. So the city of Manhattan Beach is being sued by a man named Charles Samuel Couch. I'm confused already. His last name is Couch? Yes. He lives in Hawthorne, a city called Hawthorne, and he's a college student. And he's suing what city? Manhattan Beach. Oh, okay. Not Manhattan. No, no, no. He works for, he worked for, because he's suing them for $5 million for distress, aggravation, and loss of work. Here's what happened. According to him, in the lawsuit, he worked for this, like, adult daycare center, right? And it took care of, like, mentally challenged people. Sure. Okay. And there was, like, a day trip to Manhattan Beach, right? So he was in charge of this one guy, this one kid. And so the, the – I don't know if it was a young man or not, but the his patient had to go to the bathroom. So he takes him to the bathroom at this beach, Okay. Now, Couch, he uses the urinal and washes his hands. The kid he's watching goes to one of the stalls. But then he immediately leaves the stall and he says, there's a man in the other stall. Well, when when Charles Couch was urinating, somebody walked in, said hello to him, and then walked to one of the stalls. So the patient leaves and goes like, oh, there's somebody staring at me. And then the guy goes, okay, Couch goes, let's go. And they leave, right? Okay. The man in the st- who came in the stall chases after him them and is like, "Why'd you guys leave?" What? Turns out the cops were doing like a sex sting. Oh, and because Couch had run out of there, you know what? Let me read the story. That's why it's, it's kind of confusing. But basically, they arrested him for um, uh, what's it called? 
soliciting sex in a public bathroom. Okay. And so he had to go through all this stuff, and then the charges were dropped. Okay, I'm sorry. He had to go through all this stuff, but then the charges were dropped because, oh, my phone's all the way over there. Fuck, I thought I had it next to me. Anyway, the charges were dropped. But in the meanwhile, oh, they did a story the next day on all the people they caught, and they put his picture right. in the newspaper as being caught for soliciting gay sex in a bathroom. Hmm. And then this was his the company fires him. Sure. All this horrible shit happens to him, so now he's suing them. Here's my question. Would you ever hook up with somebody in a public bathroom? <laughs> no. The internet makes it way too easy to do it legally now. Like that, I know. That doesn't thrill me. I think there's That's people that like get... That's 80s. They get a thrill out of it, though. I don't, I don't get that thrill. Public sex does nothing for me. Nothing at I, all. I knew this old man. I gotta be careful here. Like, really old. Like, late 70s. Okay. And... I ran into him one day, and he was wearing an ankle bracelet. Okay. Because it turns out he was in house arrest for soliciting sex in a park. Sure. And I was like, ooh. I was actually kind of proud of him. Like, ooh, gold timer. There's a – Dan Savage brings up a good point. Like, that he feels like this is wasted police energy when there's – don't. not that – I mean, there is real crime that hurts people, and the argue can, argument can be made that – not not a lot of people are getting hurt by two guys, you know, fucking in the park bathroom. Mm-hmm. But he also a point that he brings up is like if as many children were um molested in a park bathroom that were molested in like a church, for example, like peop the then he would understand that kind of attention being put on a bathroom, but they're they're not. It's I kind I don't want to say victimless, but I think it's pretty close to being victimless. Yeah, I think the argument they might make is – I'm not saying I agree with this argument, but that when you let that kind of activity go on, it it attracts a whole variety of other problems with it. It it, it, it attracts crime. It attracts it, – it, it's basically not a good sign if that shit's going on in your park, one. Two, they'll probably get, give you the whole like, oh, kids might walk in and see this kind of card too. Sure. I, I And I agree. I I can see that. But I really feel like it's – a lot of Let me say, a I lot could see of attention like, going to the. I could see if there was like this whole thing where, like, they're bored and they have nothing going on. But with a shortage of police, I don't think a lot of attention should be paid to it. But you know what this reminds me of? Hmm. It's one of my favorite history lessons, and it's the only history story I've masturbated to. Well, that and the teapot dome scandal, the the teapot dome scandal, and this history lesson. Have you ever heard of the Newport sex scandal? Uh huh. Oh my god, it is so fucking hot, the sex scandal. It actually almost brought down uh, a young FDR. He was like Secretary of the Navy or something like that. It was like in the 19-teens. And there was a suspicion that there was homosexuality, you know, ma- you know, running rampant in the Navy. Okay? So FDR approves this uh, sting operation. Okay? And they they bring in, they ask for volunteers for this special case. And they bring in these men and they say, look, we have this homosexuality problem. We need you to go undercover as gay men and root out all the homosexuals. And they were allowed to, like, not do it if they weren't up to it. Okay? So these guys are like, no, we'll do it for our country. And they go in there and they root out the homosexuals. Well, here's what happens. It goes to trial. I mean, this is, like, documented stuff. (laughs) It's the best thing ever. These undercover guys were like... 
when they were testifying against these men, they were like, and how did you know he was gay? And be like, I had sex with him. And they'd be like, one time? No, we did it like 12 times. And they, and they would detail what they did. It'd be like, they fucked each other. He fucked him. He got fucked in the ass. And they're like, oh, it was really horrible and gross to us. And like, they sucked each other up. They would get in like full on relationships with these guys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, if you read the transcripts, they're hot. It's like gay porn. And so people were like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why were they, all you had to do was get them to like, yeah. get to the stage where they, they take their dick out. And they were like, no, they had full <laughs> penetration sex with them. Multiple times. Multiple, multiple times. Right. I'll, I'll post the transcripts up on uh, the Facebook page. Sure. I think, I, I believe you. this was something you were trying to get at, but like there's, they kind of like trap these people sometimes when like someone maybe goes to that bathroom with no intention and it's really hard to oh, prove, yeah. you know? Not that that's what this couch guy was after, but. No, but here's a good question. That is, you're right. That is sort of unfair because I've heard stories of what they do. They like take their dicks out and they like full on um, solicit them. And then if the guy goes for it. You're in trouble. You're in trouble, which I'm trying to think if I was in a public bathroom. Well, you see, now I'd be suspicious. But if let's say this didn't, I didn't know. If I was in a public bathroom and some hot guy was like taking his dick out and like winking at me, I would think that's weird. But. I don't know if I'd go. Would you go for that at all? No, uh-uh. Well, I mean, probably for this reason, but also no, but so you didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's creepy to me a little bit, like the public part yeah. of it. Yeah, I don't think I would. I don't. I don't think I would do it. Meanwhile, I go on Grinder. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on Grinder right now. Yeah, Mike, that's really weird. <laughs> oh, here's a guy just showing me his entire a hole right now, <laughs> like spreading apart his cheeks. He's winking at you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else happening in the Bay Area? Yeah. Well, this is this actually happened in Las Vegas, but it's a UC Berkeley law student. Um, he got um, well. He actually graduated, so he's waiting on his bar results. This guy named Justin Texaria. He's 25 years old. He pled guilty to a felony because. Um, a few months ago, he was in Las Vegas, he got really drunk, and then he killed, uh, this bird in the Flamingo Hotel. He, like, chased it into a tree with his friends, and then they beheaded the bird. Mike, this sounds like stories from the underwear party at Pride 48 about you. (laughs) No. No. And I think that's even my point. Like, so everyone's like, well, it was his first time ever hurting an animal. He was just drunk. We all do crazy things when we're drunk. He got boot camp in Vegas. He's not getting put in jail. It's like some sort of program they have there. But I feel like when I'm drunk, my true character comes out. So, like, I become more loving than I am when I'm not drunk um, because that's really who I am as a loving person. I think people who are funny are funnier when they're drunk. I think people who are mean are meaner when they're drunk. And I think people that, like, are, like, sociopaths and want to kill animals do it when they're drunk am i wrong that i think that this is a little bit weird um i remember i don't remember the story that well but i remember when it happened i read this story and i remember what he did was really bad yeah he chased a bird into um the tree and then he ripped the head off with his bare hands yes yes okay yes all right Again, doesn't sound too far from what you did at the underwear party oh, shut up. Uh, at Pride 48. But 
yeah, this guy should be in boot camp. It's weird and... to me. I feel like, and like, uh, it's also funny, like, it could jeopardize his, his, um. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if for it, sure. it's considered a felony, but if he goes through boot camp, it might be knocked down to a Expunged. misdemeanor. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter with that bar. The California bar is tough. It just, because what they do is they send letters to people asking, not necessarily if you broke the law, but if they're of good character. So, yeah. So this guy is now saying he's not on liquor anymore and he's going to AA and I don't know. Six months for killing a bird. But I guess. But here's the deal. Here's the thing. Here's the ironic part. I kind of want that guy to be my lawyer. Why? If you are, like, if you're going to sue this woman who leaves the notes, you want a guy like that to go after her, chase her in a tree, and then rip her fucking head off her body. You want an asshole. See, you don't want a nice guy lawyer. You want a lawyer who's a fucking a-hole who will go and they will just torture your enemies. Thank you. Is it not weird a little bit how we put different uh, value on different animals, though? So, like, if it was, like, my pet dog and he did this, it would be crazy. But then he'd be in jail for life. If it was a chicken on a farm, we'd be like, hmm. Yeah. Did he eat it? That not that a weird thing? If they were like, if he did that and then just left the chicken there, they'd be like, hey. And he's like, no, he ate the flesh. Okay. Well. <laughs> he put mayonnaise on it and you ate it yeah. in a sandwich. No, he's fine. You don't understand something. He, he did that, but then he um, soaked it in buttermilk, rolled it in flour, and deep fried the flesh. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, never mind. The weird thing about chicken, breaded chicken to me, is when they have, like, eggs are involved. So it's like you take the carcass of the mom and you, like, roll it in the unfertilized Mm -hmm. embryos that she popped out. Oh, did he do that? So gross. Okay, okay. Oh, they took the mom's flesh and rolled it in her embryo (laughs) and then breaded it and then deep fried it in oil? Okay, they let him off. Come on, guys. Don't be a dick. Meanwhile, KFC is, like figuring out ways to develop birds that don't grow feathers so that we could kill them quicker. Yeah. yeah that's and they have why. like they they're so fat that they can't like stand on their own two legs, right? But, but oh, but wait, he left the carcass there, didn't do anything with it, and he ripped the head off? Arrest that man. Yeah, you're right, it's ridiculous. It's weird. Yeah. So, what else in LA? Anything? No. Cool. Any anything exciting next week? Anything exciting next week? You know, you would think I'd be prepared for this part of the show. I never am. Hold on. You tell me what you're doing. Um. Well, I think so. Next week, I am going to be on a radio show for uh, some diabetes stuff, uh, talking about the Big Blue Test. So that should be exciting. Um. I'm also on the weekend doing the Warrior Dash, which is a a run that has these like obstacles and you get muddy and stuff. And I'm hoping that I won't die during it. Uh, that's kind of the goal is just to not die. And um, next is next week, the weekend before Halloween. It is. So maybe something Halloween related too. Oh, maybe I'll do the same thing. Yeah. Again, I can't. I know. I'm, but here's the sad thing. This time I know I'm doing stuff, but I can't remember what it is. I can't remember what it is. So nothing. I'm doing nothing this week. Exciting. Yeah. Hey, it's, and re- is, I'm, sure, I'm sure Jose will call me with fantastic tales of all the adventures he's having, and I'll be like, um, "I had peanut butter and honey sandwich." 
I decided to toast one piece of bread instead of both to see if that yeah. changed the consistency mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I'm just throwing this out there. Joey doesn't know it uh, yet, but I think this week I want to try maybe doing our mini episode live. We need to talk about some details either this week or next. We want to do it live, but we want people to like show up and to listen. So if we do that, keep an eye out on our Twitter or on our Facebook to see about details because um, we want to make sure people come. I, I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know. No one told me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, All right, Joey. It was nice catching up with you. Nice catching up with you, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,